I think that's interesting. Yeah, it's either that or I was going to say, uh, you know, talking about how you got in or why you how why you got into cryptocurrency and what made you stick around. Um, because I, I find really interesting. Yeah, that that to me that. is something that I kind of ask myself. I mean, every time I'm thinking about cryptocurrency, is like, why the hell am I still doing this? And like, what drew me to it in the first place? Yeah, because um, I know, like, for me, like, I when I was investing in it, there was a little bit of hype around the the sort of you know price discovery but it wasn't really a speculative asset like it is now and you got um, in in 2016 well actually earlier, earlier than that was when i first you know started when i first i i had some earlier but um i didn't hold on to it i lost it or it was you know it was i used it or something i spent it <laughs> I lost a lot of um, Bitcoin. Um, Shut up. A lot? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you I, I wired I, article today. I saw it on Reddit. Wired had like over $150,000 worth of Bitcoin and they tore up their keys because they told everybody it was a big scam like three years ago or two years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, so I got some like, when when the first when there was a first kind of rush on Mt. Gox, MT Gox, um, and that's when it went when like it was it so was why, why I, I bought. Say, I, why do you say MT Gox really fast? This is um, Mt. Gox. Oh, because everyone refers to it as Mt. Gox, but back then I feel like people were calling it MT Gox for some reason. Oh, okay. It 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 actually originally stands for um, Magic the Gathering Online Exchange. Oh, it was a, okay. it was it was it was a site that the this guy wanted to trade trade magic cards. Yeah. Well, it's the guy from from Stellar. Yeah, it, that's the same guy. Okay, that's, that's right. Guy, yeah, that. yeah. Um, so it was just MTGOX. It was all one acronym. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And they turned it into um, Gox. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, as soon I mean, as he left, that's when everything went to shit. Well, I mean, like I bought, I mean, I bought at the top there and then it crashed for a long time. And so that like two year period that it was kind of underwater, I mean, I just kind of forgot that I had any, or I just, yeah. I, I, I had some that was on, I had a wallet and the wallets back then were kind of sketchy too. It was kind of even hard to use them and download them and stuff. And, uh, kind of like IOTAs is now, <laughs> um, I haven't used IOTAs, but, um, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a, a lot of a lot of pretty much uh, like I think ninety percent of the cryptocurrencies that have that have dedicated wallets have terrible wallets. Yeah, um, it took me three but, and a half days to send two hundred dollars from the IOTA wallet to Binance. That's amazing! Wow, so that's, that's when I just sold everything. And I was like, this was a couple months ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting out. Yeah, well, um, I mean, like when I when I first bought bought bitcoin like there wasn't really a reason to own it unless unless you were going to use it for something yeah. and like and, and you know those were shitty reasons to use it um like yeah. that all the crappy online stuff that you could do with bitcoin um i'm i'm not saying i was involved with any of that but that was the that was the reason that i knew people were buying it back then was because you know it was dark internet money basically sure. yeah yeah and uh and but I saw that you know the 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 value was going up, and there was a bit of a craze starting there, 
And so I, I jumped on that. I was like, you know, I can throw a, you know, a few grand at this and see what happens. And even back then, I was super skeptical of it. But I liked the idea. And when it crashed, I thought, okay, well, that was a waste of my money. But at yeah. least I don't need to do that again. Yeah. And uh, I, like and I had... Even back then, you were skeptical because you're still, still skeptical now. <laughs> oh, I know. But, um, well, yeah, I, I, I think I... I yeah, so to people who don't know, JJ is super skeptical. Or we can't call you JJ, so what are we going to call you, the bear? We, you, I think JJ is, is fine. We can do okay. JJ. Okay. Um, yeah, I am, I'm very, very skeptical. I think it's just my nature. But also, I think I, I try to be skeptical because I don't, I don't like it when I find myself starting to, to trust things Any, anything yeah you know especially when it's stuff that you know it's, it's your marriage your marriage must be like a, a wonderful thing <laughs> my my marriage is great man okay so there you go so you can trust anniversary stuff. in three weeks yeah so you can uh, trust stuff it is okay to trust stuff i can trust people it's when i have to you know put my faith into something that like i don't entirely know how it works you know we're talking you know in, in cryptocurrency you've got it's it's very easy for me to treat um, crypto like you know like monopoly money. It's very yeah, easy to just totally. kind of forget like Absolutely. that it's real money. I actually have to sell some. I actually have to sell some Bitcoin every once in a while just to remind myself that it's real. Because otherwise, I'll just kind of. I, I, it sounds Stop strange. Bitcoin, like, dude, come on. What, what no, what I'll do is, is I'll, I'll sell take like fifteen or twenty Bitcoin occasionally just to remind myself that it's real. No, no, no. I mean, like, I need to, I need to take, you know, a hundred dollar profit here just to kind of remind oh, okay. myself that it's real. Because yeah. otherwise, you know, it's, um, and 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 also like when I find myself just kind of blindly leaving my coins on exchanges or whatever, or or or. Um, you know, you're treating Binance like it's just a bank or whatever. That's when I have to kind of step back and go, oh, wait a minute. Like, why am I not being skeptical of this anymore? It's like something, yeah. it's it's too easy yeah. to, that, I think we naturally want to give trust away. I think it's something that, you know, I think as human beings or our culture or whatever, it's just, it's in our nature. Well, um, look, they're also, they're also creating, they're also creating mental, um, like Pavlovian responses for you not to do that. Like there's no reason for them to charge you a fee to send money out. Like it literally costs them like how much money? It, it doesn't cost them any more to do a transaction than it is to send your money out, but they charge you like 10 times per, 10 per Who is they in this case? Binance. Binance, oh, Binance you're ridiculous fees to send your money right. off. So oh, it's, it's terrible. It's yeah. in their best interest. Well, it's also, it's like, it's in their best interest for you to keep it on the exchange because it creates more liquidity. Mm -hmm. It's in their best interest for you to keep it on there because it just makes you know their their numbers look better. It's so it's overall it's in their best interest. And if your money's on there, it's encouraging you to have those FOMO trade like impulses in the middle of the night, which they make a percentage off of. So like they do all these little Pavlovian things to encourage you to keep your money on the exchange. Yeah, they got it that. More difficult. And it's it's a business for them. And so like everyone's like, oh, CZ is this amazing guy. And he, you know, he's about like helping people in Africa. And blah, blah. No, the dude's a fucking business guy. He cares about that's making money sure. and that's it. Now you can yeah. still be relatively altruistic, but he's not being altruistic with Binance. He's yeah. you know, it's a business and he's a smart business guy. So 
Like that's right. what I try to remind myself is that. Yeah, it's and it's like that for possible. Not for every have have you take the money off. Yeah, and it's it's like that with with you know every service on the internet, with whether it's Coinbase or Binance. I, I mean, I don't know how Bitrex is still around because they're just so difficult to use. But um, see, I don't know. I don't know. People say that because Bitrex. I got in in May of last year, and I signed up for Bitrex probably in October before the rush. So I had accounts in every single exchange about like a month before that light back there is really bright so you may want to turn that down if you can or just put something in front of it <laughs> yes there's there's a visual component to this podcast <laughs> as well you'll never see it <laughs> i mean are we just gonna have like a, a doodle over your face anyway so it's not gonna matter uh, something like that so I mean, like I never we had a. Still need, we still need to control the lights in the room for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you got a light right there. I know I've got two lights in this room. Is that is that better? Okay. What if I'm just in front of it? Yeah. So if you so if you go back to where you were, the light was better in your face there, the old the old spot. All right. So I just don't want to. Is that all right? No, I mean just this light super bright because there's no there's no light on your face. Okay. So that light back there is blowing everything out. Right. Hold on, let me just turn out the light. Okay. It's a, it's a great <laughs> podcast so far. <laughs> now you can't see me at all. That's not gonna work. Oh yeah. <sighs> problem with the lights behind me. Let's do this. Then you'll see a little. No, I lost the light. I had it set up so well too. Yeah, it was good before. Yeah, we need to get you a front light or something. Well, I mean, I don't even know why you really need to see me, but. Well, it's not that you need to see, which is that light is so distracting because it's so bright. Yeah. So it's why just, don't I just? Is that is that okay? I mean, it's still just like this huge white thing right there. So, I mean, my oh, thing okay. is like it, it gets to the point where it's a little distracting where I start, I stop listening to what you're saying sometimes. Okay. That's the only reason why. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to, you can. Here, hold on. Let me, me show on. you. Let me you show can you. always put me on the smaller screen, you know, just don't put me on the big one. So it's this. Yeah. And if that's the case, I guess I probably that's just put it so exactly. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> No, no, but you know what I'm saying? It's like that's how it starts to look after a while. It's like you're, you're talking, I'm talking yeah. to you, but eventually it's like you can't just stop staring at that light for a while. Yeah. So that's all I mean. Like it's not that it's, you know, making it difficult to see you. It's like, I understand. Um, just why don't you minimize my, my screen so you're not looking at me as much? That makes sense? Oh, sure. No, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm thinking about the audience. Oh. Well, I don't think they're gonna see me anyway. So. Oh, okay. Completely black yeah. you out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So Bitrix for me has always been been rel relatively easy. Bitrix used to be easy, yeah, and then they redesigned it and it got all crappy. Oh, you don't like the new 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 design? <laughs> I don't oh. at all. I think it's really hard to use, and it's really slow, and I don't think anybody is having a good time using it. But anyway. I, mean, I actually um, don't have a good time using Binance. I don't really have a good time using any of them. 
except yeah. for Coinbase. Coinbase is pretty easy. Binance, I'm actually surprised it. I mean, that like their uh, the mobile app is pretty smooth. I think. Yeah. I think I don't think it could be. I mean, if they were going to make a mobile app, they made the right one because it definitely does make you want to use it. I almost want to use it more than than the uh, than the web web app. See, I absolutely hate the mobile app. Really? It makes me I feel anxious. Like... It like I'm like uh, I don't want to. Like I don't feel like I'm I'm able to pull out enough and see everything on a, uh -huh. like, on a broader scale. And so I feel like I'm making trades or decisions based on a granular level. And yeah. crypto, I'm realizing that's the worst possible thing. Because you're like, oh my god, it's dipping. And then you pull out, and it's like, oh, it's dipped 0. 0.0001%. Oh, yeah. Well, like no, when we're on that five-minute feed, it looks huge. And I'm just like, oh. I mean, I don't use it. I don't use the charts or anything. So, um, yeah. Um, uh, so, anyway, yeah, so, I, I got into Bitcoin or I got into crypto last year. Um, I heard about the price spike, the first price spike, where it got like to a couple thousand and then it dipped back down. And I got in right after it dipped back down. Right. Um, you, yeah, we talked about like, uh, you know, when you, when you got in, but um, what I'm curious about, and which is something I think we should talk about, is what what was what brought you to it? Like, how did you discover it? Was it something you found on the internet? Was it a friend? And what went through your head when you heard about it? Did you think that this is a great investment opportunity, or did you think this is gambling and I like that? Um, did you think uh, this is this money? Just money. This, just money. Just really? money. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah. Hmm. So it was, it was on all the. It was, I, I follow um, Ars Technica. I follow a couple other tech blogs. And when that came out and was showing the parabolic rising it was doing periodically, I was like, yeah. well, you know, and, and like and like I said, and the reason why I'm down right now is because I was like, well, I'll put in a hundred bucks. I'll put in fifty bucks. I put in twenty-five bucks, whatever. And I put in a few and all three on Coin in Coinbase. And and with Litecoin being lower, I was like, oh, I'll buy a couple of those because that'll get the ten thousand or twenty thousand. Like not understanding what market cap and all that was, um, and I kept putting in and like fifty bucks here and there, here and there, here and there. And then when it like really started to spike in November and December, I was like, oh shit, man, I should need to put more money in. That's gonna like skyrocket. I put some money in, and then it peaked and then it starts to fall and then i'm on this telegram telegram group that everyone's like oh this is the bottom no this is the bottom no and i kept on putting like more money in like but it's bigger bigger chunks you really can't listen to anybody when you're doing can't. this yeah um, so it was a really good learning experience so like right so, now i'm about 20 percent down but um i'm not i'm just not really worried about it. it's money that i don't feel like i need to uh, worry about losing if I lost. Okay. It. My next question is, since this is a, this is going to be a show about ideas, and we're going to be talking about a lot of ideas. Um, at what point did you realize that that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency was an idea that you can get behind, and it's something that you so, actually so could hold on. I don't think we should worry about stuff like that. Like like what? Oh, like, like me saying that? Well, because it was obvious that you checked out and you stopped listening because you wanted to ask a question. 
Uh, okay. That's what I mean. Like, that's just like, that's like, I say like, we stay in the moment and let the conversation evolve. And then if we start to like peter out, we don't have anything else to talk about it. Versus okay. just like you talk for I a while and then I talk I didn't for want, a while and then you talk for I didn't a while. Want to, uh, I didn't want to just keep on talking about price and, and, uh, and, 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 and money. So I was like, like, I wanted to start talking about the idea sooner that was the only thing sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i was no, just, just it's like okay it was just, like we're, we're figuring this out we're learning yeah, totally but, that, but that's what i mean so like i'd say like maybe uh we should have like a pen and paper nearby if we get an, if we get an impulse to, to ask a question or something like that or if it, <laughs> if it naturally occurs in the moment but like i don't want us to like one of us to check out and be like okay when he's gonna stop so i can ask this question when he's gonna see <laughs> you know right that's all yeah. okay <laughs> But um, what was your question? <laughs> um, my question was, um, at, at what point, like, and what went through your head when you realized that that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency was something that you could get behind philosophically or ideologically? Like, and, and what, I mean, and yeah, talk about that. I am a huge believer in government, but I also believe that our government's a complete fucking disaster right now. And... Uh, corporations and, and um, big banks and all that have, you know, big pharma, Wall Street. This is way too much money in politics right now. And so um, I felt like this is one of those, like the internet changed things, but it didn't really, and it's just now becoming one of those things where internet companies are becoming big donors and are trying to pull, have a lot of pull. Like with Obama, they didn't really need to because like Obama didn't mess with them. They didn't mess with Obama. And it was just like kind of like this hand-in-hand -hand growth. And then now that Trump's in office, you can see the palpable fear that they have. And now they're starting to lobby more and spend a lot of money. And and, and maybe they already were and we were just, and I was just blind to it and, or I just wasn't seeing it. But it seemed like they weren't doing as much shady stuff as these other big companies like Big Pharma and Wall Street. So my thing was, I like the idea of taking down big banks. I think they're a detriment to society. I think they're you know, a cancer on, on our country. Um, but I also like the idea of banks. So like I use, you know, local bank, like a community bank. Um, and so... I, so, you know, somebody said something about like, so just with, uh, what was the, what was the quote? Oh, with like, with long distance carriers, you know, when, when voice over IP came out, came out, long distance carriers were literally out of work within a year and they had to mm -hmm. adapt quickly or completely shut down and like Sprint adapted. Sprint was originally long distance phone carrier and then it went into mobile and it like, it, it just transitioned it shifted. Um, and so I think, and it stayed around. There are no more long distance carriers anymore. Everything's done through, um, you know, everything through digital. It's all costs the same. People realize what it costs now. So I think the same thing's going to happen with banks. Some banks are going to transition and be something else entirely different or something in the same vein, but not dealing with money and money transfers. And so, like, that excites me because it, it forces people to stop worrying about. How to minute how to a gaming term is min max 
How do I get the last ounce of profit from the American people? Like pull it out of their pockets. And when they stop doing that, when they're afraid of survival. So at that point, they're trying to survive and they start thinking and they start being creative and they stop worrying about how to steal money from Americans or, you know, take as much profits from Americans as they possibly can. And they focus on actually creating something of benefit. So those kind of time, like transitions in, in the world excite me because it's not so much about leeching off people, but it's about like how to get back to people and create for people. And then 10, 15 years down the road, people you know, go back to leeching as much money as they can from people. And then another transition happens. So I feel like this is one of those transitions yeah. and I wanted to be on board with this one. Even if I don't fully believe it's going to work out, but. You don't fully believe that that Bitcoin is going to work out, that cryptocurrency is going to work out. Yeah. I mean, blockchain, I, I it's just, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm kind of with you on that one. I, I'm not sure. Uh, like I, I, when, when, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are who are in you know into crypto cryptocurrency. I know a lot of I know a lot of people who are not into it. Of course, we all do. And um, and I think the one thing that that I kind of see happening in the future is um, is you know the even the word cryptocurrency is not being around for another five or ten years. Like we're going to call it something different, or yeah. you know we're not going to use Bitcoin. We're going to use something else. I think that's very possible. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think that. I mean, I don't want to get started talking too much about Bitcoin's limitations, but I think that having an open public ledger of everyone's transactions for eternity is like, <laughs> what the hell are you thinking of? <laughs> like, yeah, that's not going to work. Doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, it makes sense to me. It just doesn't make feasible sense to me. Like, it makes imaginary sense, but not yeah, real like, sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, the whole idea behind cryptocurrency, in my, I mean, that's not true. It seems like the people who latched on to cryptocurrency quickest were the ones who wanted anonymity the most. They don't yeah, even understand anything about Bitcoin. And, it's like, and that's, <laughs> I mean, that that's exactly what happened. And, you know, when we talk about currencies like Verge, I mean, the ones that are, that are trying to do that now, I mean, that's their whole thing is they want anonymity. I mean, that's what they say. And that's what they're trying to do. I mean, it makes me think like, well, which are the ones that are going to stick around, actually, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um all right. So over the over the last year that you said that you've been um, been into to cryptocurrency, um, at, you said that when you first got in, it was just because you you know you could you thought you could make more money off of it. But at, yeah, I'm poor, dude. But at, person, at what point? Person that's really uh, that's a what? Real um, pull. Yeah, I mean that was that was basically what I saw in it at first too, um, and I had to, you know. I have, you know, I've got a bunch of friends that are anarchists and very, you know, my wife and I were very anti-establishment. So the, 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 the disruptive nature of Bitcoin has always been something that we thought was kind of stupid. But when I started to, to look into it, when I started to do my own research, I discovered that it was something that I actually liked. It hit my brain in a way that I actually liked a lot. It made a lot of sense to me. Um, maybe, a, you know, a public ledger, uh, 
for eternity didn't doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But when you think about having an opposition to banks, like you were saying, that does make a lot of sense. Um, my question is, is like th that transition that we make from from going from this is going to be something that makes me money to this is something that I actually believe in. Um, I want to know what that process was like for you, because I know for me, they kind of happened at the same time. And I think one, it's possible that I kind of got behind the ideology of, of, um, of open and distributed internet money that wasn't controlled by any sort of central organization or government. Um, you know, I, I got behind that because I think maybe it was to justify getting into Bitcoin in the first place, because otherwise I would have been way too skeptical. But part yeah. of me was thinking like, this is something that's good for the world and it will also make me some money. So yeah. I was thinking about it kind of at the same time. I think probably the ideology kind of brought me in faster than I would have if it was then that, you know, I was looking for reasons to, to get invested basically. When yeah, I mean, pro probably deep down, I was looking at that parabolic curve and going, that looks pretty nice too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, so I, from the, from day one, I've been like, Bitcoin is unsustainable in its current model. From the minute I saw it, I was just like, well, the fees are too high. Any fee is too high. If you're trying to use it as a currency, even back when it was only like a dollar or two, you know, could you imagine asking poor people in like Papua New Guinea to, you know, to pay for something that would cost us like half of one penny and they'd have to pay seven years salary <laughs> just on the transaction fee like it's ridiculous oh, so it's right, completely yeah. unfeed it's like a lot of these people and here's my issue with crypto people is a lot of them are libertarians and libertarians are fucking stupid people for the most part they don't live in reality they don't understand what it's like to be poor they're usually teenagers or people in their 20s who haven't had to pay for anything in their life they were raised by their family they lived up their family i, I hope you're not a libertarian I, you don't strike me as a libertarian no. But you know, no, people, I'm not, people but who I, are I, doctors, I actually... people who are rich, people who, you know, the people who I, I talk to, when I talk to them for a few minutes, they don't live in reality. Or they don't live in, in the reality they... that 99% of the world lives <laughs> they, they don't want to, do they? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, that's – so when people like that, when I talk to people like that, I'm like, okay, you don't understand why Bitcoin couldn't work because you've – your parents paid for everything. They gave you a credit card or a debit card and you just swiped it and it always worked. So you don't understand what it's like to say, you know, access or, you know, transaction declined because you don't have enough money in the bank. You don't understand what a bounce check means. You don't understand what it's like to most of these people, most libertarians don't understand that because they've always had enough. And so for me, when I hear them talk about it, I'm like, okay, well, you don't understand a why it's not going to work because the transactions are too high. So you need to completely change that. So, so if that's so, if you're aware of that, that's one thing. But when I talk to Bitcoin maximalists, and they're like, oh no, no, it's you know, it's they'll fix that eventually. Well, we'll fix that when because you're never going to get adoption when 99% of the world well, can't afford the transaction fee. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't just fix something that that takes consensus. It takes a long time to just fix something, and that's one of the things but that that's I think I'm is like you can't just fix something. Like so they're like, oh, we'll fix it down the road, down the road. What do you mean down the road? Like people are trying to use it now, and they can't use it now, and so it's like I think that people are doing whatever they can to fix things now, but they know that it will be down the road when things get implemented. 
as far as libertarians, I don't, I mean, I don't you, make, you can tell, you can tell libertarians strike a nerve with me, right? Um, I, you know, I, I, there are some libertarians that I've got great respect for and, uh, and a lot of my yeah, friends, name, that, some, name them, please. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're on the I, spot. Go. I mean, I don't know any famous ones. I mean, I'm talking about of my friends that, that, I'm, I have friends that are anarchists that I've got a lot of respect for and people that I think have really good ideas. I I kind of think having a money that is not controlled by government is a great idea. Well, I, I think, think it's if, a wonderful if, idea. If, if, if the government had to use our money, not the money that they printed, I think that would be fantastic. Okay, so um, hold on. So look at this. So, so my idea for a stable coin, because ultimately the other thing was if you want to have a, uh, a coin for transactional use, why would you have something that's volatile? Well, Bitcoin won't be volatile forever. That's that's the that's the Gold argument that people make. Gold is still volatile. Gold is volatile, 10, but thousand years later is still volatile. But the, because it has a fixed, it has a fixed amount. Anything with a fixed I don't amount think, will always I, be volatile. I don't think that that's the reason gold is volatile. I think gold is volatile because of manipulation personally yes because it has a fixed amount like i'm saying that's why it's volatile oh so i see that's what you're want saying to manipulate because yeah. it has a fixed amount so they can manipulate it but so when because you have something based on an algorithm that that is deals with inflation like that's the reason why i like stellar because it takes inflation into account so it makes it a more safer less volatile investment now when you so come at it from an investment standpoint that's not a good investment strategy is picking something that's safe and has like has inflation taken into account. Like that's the worst, that's the last thing you want to invest in. But from a currency standpoint, so my idea of a stable coin was you take every single current, you take the value of every single currency in the world and you take the median average of every single currency in the world and that's your stable coin price. So if a country like Venezuela or Nicaragua or Zimbabwe has some crazy inflation thing happened, it doesn't affect the overall uh, you know, price of that stable coin. Now, you need an oracle to be able to figure that out, and we don't have those yet, but tying it to any one thing scares me because that any one thing can be manipulated. Any one thing can always be manipulated. It's very hard to manipulate the currency of every single um, I think that the reason the that... The reason that gold and silver are so heavily manipulated, though, is because we've got this weird way of measuring how much people have. I mean, an, an ETF is such a weird way of of, uh, of of it's a it's a weird way of denominating something that is a commodity. So I think that it's possible that if we actually did use this is this sounds this is very libertarian, but I was you know if if we actually did use something it having a fixed supply i think wouldn't matter if people actually used it something as a transactional currency and i don't know if that would actually happen um well people would hoard if that was the case and people were actually touching physical gold people would hoard like that's yeah. what they do orders hoarder hoarders hoard. that's what like rich people hoarding is a sickness whether it's newspaper magazines or gold and i know i'm kind of a hoarder and a room no. full of musical instruments here <laughs> No, it's like we have this weird thing where like we acknowledge that hoarding is a sickness, but then we we reward people who hoard money. 
And so it's just, and, and so we're teaching these weird, like, dual things in this country where it's just like, oh, no, no, it's bad to hoard magazines, but it's totally okay to hoard all this money and make, and, you know, make all these people sick and not be able to pay rent or blah, blah, blah. It's like, like somehow the Walton family, like those people are, they're all sick. It's a sickness. It's just like the, the fact that like the idea that you need more than $10 million or a hundred million dollars or a billion you might, dollars. You, you might sick. end up offending like, more people than me on this show. Now yeah, that I come to think right. of it. That's I'll, I'll take the so far, you've one. offended uh, every libertarian who's listening, and you've uh, offended the history of the world. <laughs> and billionaires. Um, <laughs> That's all the billionaires that are listening. I I, I don't know any. Um, all the libertarians that I know are, are pretty poor, or they yeah. just have a they have a hoard of gold that 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 they're sitting yeah, on. See, and and for be. me, every libertarian I've met is the exact opposite, or they're poor because they don't understand how to fend for themselves. Mm -hmm. No, I, I think what, I, that's what it's, it's the, it's like, it's like going to college and meeting the person who doesn't know how to wash their own clothes yet. And you're yeah, like, the, how the fuck do you not know how to wash your own clothes? No, like, the libertarians that I, I know are not like that. No, they, they more fell in love with Ron Paul in 2012, that sort of libertarian, that, that anti-war, like make drugs legal. Um, Okay, uh, so that's there. I mean, I, I I meet the ones who are like, government's bad, don't pay taxes, you know, I'm okay with driving on dirt roads and not having any kind of stop sign at the intersection, so we all hit each. I always I always send when I when I meet those people, I send them the link of that um, intersection in China that just mm -hmm. shows accident after accident after accident oh, after yeah, accident. Yeah. They don't have any stoplights or anything, so like bikers yeah, right. mowed down, cars getting T-boned. It's just like. This yeah. is a country. This is what happens when libertarian ideals come to fruition. They get, no, rid, of, I mean, they get rid of they get rid of taxes, which get rid which gets rid of local government, and yeah, rich white people have their central government, and all the poor people and minorities don't. And like you'd have cor corporations building those street street signs no, and street maps because nobody would be paying them for them. They wouldn't oh, make any money off. Well. Them. They would own the land, and they would make money off of people being there. Is what yeah. would have probably happen. They yeah. they they'd build their own little utopias, and exactly you would pay taxes to them to live like, on their. Like their Google's land. trying to do. And I think that's that's the libertarian ideal. Is they'd get an island in the Pacific or oh, something, God. and they just that's terrifying. It is terrifying, but that's what, what happens. That's what they, want. they all drink the Kool Aid and die at the end. That's the that's the end of the story. <laughs> yeah, really it happens every single time. <laughs> You point um, me to a libertarian commune, and I'll t and I'll show you either the guy with sixteen wives, mm -hmm. or the ones where they all thought they were going to go on the on the comet that was going by, and so they all kill each other at the right. same time, or they all drink the Kool Aid. It's like I just see a lot of people getting displaced whenever those the people talk about those communities. It's like oh, we're going to like go take over a town in Costa Rica. Is what about the people there already? Exactly. <laughs> Well, that was a great the, the, that that great video on uh, on, on uh, Netflix, um, Wild Wild Country, about all the hippies oh, yeah. who came over from India. I, and, yeah, I only saw the first first episode. But yeah, that, that's they, they pretty much try to trans like push mm -hmm. out all the locals that live there, and because they didn't yeah. living up to their ideals or whatever. And uh, yeah, I don't like I I as a guy who 
Okay, so I've been poor my entire life, and I'm an artist. So as an artist, I'd move around from like New York to LA to you know wherever to Detroit to here and there, and I would always have to find like the cheap poor area to live. And I'd always live with minorities or you know just not white people, and I you know so I've never had an issue with that. I've always just like I've learned how to blend in and be a part of the community and not do that. And then all of a sudden. The rich white people come in and say, well, you know, why don't we have the, you know, the Whole Foods or the Trader Joe's? It's like, because these people make fucking $19,000 a year. Like, to eat at Whole Foods, they need to make $50,000 a year. It just doesn't happen. Like, they, you know, and they didn't completely understand that. And then they would push and push and push to get one of those places in. And then no one could afford to shop there. And then that's just that's just gentrification. And all of a sudden it starts pushing out the poor people. And as one of those poor people gets pushed out, as an artist, that's frustrating. Like having yeah, to constantly totally. move, like and yeah, so it's the, it's the yeah, it's the 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 marginalized groups are there first, and then the artists move in. Yeah. And then 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 the whole food, then the gay people and then the yeah, whole foods. Exactly. <laughs> um gay people yes. ruining it for the artists. <laughs> Just yeah, kidding. so I mean, I come from a similar place. Obviously, I'm an artist, and uh, and and I also, I mean, I grew up, I grew up as, you know, I I grew up not only not having money, but you know, living with foster families and 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 stuff like that was was kind of what I had to deal with. So yeah, I mean, anyway, getting back to to crypto, um, I think that that. Last year was. Hold on, hold on. Can you hear that? I can hear it. Yeah. You have to get used to hitting yeah. your get, get used to your mute button. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so uh, um, what were can, we can talking about? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you now. Well, I'm pressing the mute button. <laughs> oh. Did 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 it not work? Yeah, I was pressing the mute button, talking, and I can't hear you. Okay, so my mute button works. Weird. Hmm. I can't hear you. Can't hear you right now. Oh, okay, I was holding it. That's why I need to press it once. Okay. There's nothing on. So on your screen, but when you pressed it, a little mute button popped up next to your name. But when I press it, nothing shows up to acknowledge that I've hit mute. So I just need to be aware of it. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. So, so how's this episode going so far? <laughs> it's not a total train wreck. I think it's good. Um, <laughs> but I think so. That is what excited me about crypto. The idea of not being reliant on manipulation or control of um, government, which is in my lifetime pretty much, well, I guess in, in all lifetimes, but... I'm more and more aware of just how much control big money has on the government and the politicians. And it's happened even more so in the past 20 years with gerrymandering and this and that, and like just people not voting and, and seeing the systematic oppression of people through manipulation to not vote. And so to me, that's what excited me about cryptocurrency in the sense of just like, it is democratization. Yeah, a well, um, since we kind of started talking a little bit about um you know where where we where we think 
Bitcoin is going to be in the future and, and how, how we think it's going to evolve. I know this is a bigger topic, but maybe we can just talk a little bit about it right now. Um, since all of these things you mentioned, you mentioned gerrymandering and some of the, you know, the terrible things that our government has gotten away with in the last 20 years. Um, do you think that, do you think that cryptocurrency will actually wake people up? Or do you think that, that these, do you think that the organizations that kind of, that, that are the, you know, the on-ramps, so to speak, the, the exchanges or the Coinbase's and all that, do you think they are going to end up kind of, I don't know, I, I can kind of imagine Coinbase or something like Coinbase making it so it's it's not something that people have to wake up to in order to start using. You know, it's that cryptocurrency in the future may not be have to be something that you completely understand. You don't need to understand the way economics work. You don't need to understand the way uh, be, so know, a, a free, this, open, decentralized money. I watched this great interview with uh, four guys Two guys were no coiners and two guys were pro. And it was on Abra's website, A B R A. Pro? Pro. What? What you said that they were pro? Pro pro crypto. Oh, pro crypto. Two guys were no no like no crypto guys or uh, no coiner. A no, no coiner is somebody who doesn't have any Bitcoin or is a no coiner somebody who doesn't like Bitcoin? So uh, usually no coiner signifies somebody who doesn't have any crypto, doesn't own any cryptocurrency. And they're just ignorant to it or not always. So one guy was in the government um, in I can't remember which which area it was the SEC or something else, but he was saying uh, he couldn't own any just because it'd be a conflict of interest. So he's technically a no pointer because but he still has some. But he still understands. He's got, he's got a bag. Yeah. Well I think he's, he has to like cover his legal bases <laughs> when say that. Um, but uh, the guy was said. So the, one of the one of the pro guys was saying, uh, you know, I helped build TCIP. TCIP is that it? TCPIP, yeah. TCPIP, yeah. He's like, that's the internet protocol that yeah. we currently use. Yeah. So listening. So he asked the audience. He goes, "How many of you know how to use TPCIP?" Is that like, I don't even say. I don't know how to say. TCPIP. Okay, TCPIP. Is how you will know how to or know what it know what it is and know how to use it. Two people in the entire audience raise their hand. He's like, exactly. So the whole purpose of that is we've set it up so you don't have to know what it is, how to use it. It just works automatically. And he goes, That's what I think cryptocurrency and blockchain are gonna be for the masses in 10 years. No one's gonna even yeah. know what it is. They're not gonna have in to. They're just gonna years, press the button think? and it's just gonna work. And I think the way technology moves, we're definitely in one of those advanced phases where I don't think it's going to take 10 years. It'll probably, probably take like five years. But like, I don't, this is what I realized. And, and the altruistic side of me hates saying this. But 99% of the world will never wake up. I'm, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I kind of, I, I kind of feel Hold like. Let me, with, let me finish, let me finish with this. Let me, okay, go ahead. So. They didn't wake up with the internet. They didn't wake up with, um, you know, the civil war or women's rights or, you know, black and white marriage or, you know, gay marriage being allowed or they don't, they wake up for like a brief moment when it affects them. And then they kind of like go back into their daily life. And I, and I don't have a, and I don't want to begrudge anybody for doing that because 
I don't, you know, I'm single and don't have kids. You can tell why. Um, and I don't, so I have a lot more free time to really dig into stuff. And so, I, and I have friends who have three kids and they're like, I don't, like my best friend has two kids. And I go there to visit and I'm like, this is why you don't know as much as I do because your kids yeah, totally. like, have two My brother's the same way. He's got two yeah. kids and he's a lawyer, so he doesn't really have, have so, time to get in, into So some people just don't want to because they're like, look, I, I, I want to raise my family. I want to raise my kids to be good people. And so I realized that, you know, it's kind of, I've, I've taken it upon myself to make that my responsibility, to learn as much as I can and try to, and not try to necessarily enlighten people and teach people all this stuff, but try to change the system to benefit them so they don't have to think about it. I I agree with you in that that people don't want to wake up or they 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 might not. But I also think that if you mess with people's idea of money, it's gonna throw a lot of things out of whack. And I think that's the reason that 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 Bitcoin and crypto has gotten any traction at all. This idea of blockchain is not really something new. I mean, back when I was in college, we had, we had, we used similar software to just do autom automated stuff. You know, like we actually used like supply chain uh, confirmation, um, confirmation secured cryptography. Even back then, we didn't actually call it cryptography because it wasn't wasn't encrypting anything. But um, it was just so that we could run you know, basically have a machine do something for us. Yeah. Um, and the so the idea wasn't exactly novel, um, you know, when Bitcoin came around. However, just putting a dollar sign in front of it or putting two lines down the middle of it, you know, that all of a sudden got people to wake up and be like, whoa, shit, this is yeah. money, you know? Yeah. And I think I think that it's possible that probably within the next few years that we see a bit of revolution like that. Now there's going to be a lot of people who might resist that, or, you know, it's like, I, I have a friend who says that no, people won't be into cryptocurrency because people don't like what, what their money is going to be worth. Um, you know, the day after they, they get their paycheck. Yeah. And, and, and I, I can kind of see that, but if you don't have a choice, if somebody is saying, Hey, yeah, you know, your money is, is devaluing. I mean, our money's been the the U.S. dollar has been declining in value pretty steadily since we since we uh, you know quit the gold standard in the 70s, yeah. and 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 nobody nobody realized it because it was done without their permission, and nobody really cared because the system continued to work. But we've seen the system deteriorate, and it's going to come to a point where you know where. People, when you take people's money away, or when you say that, that the value of your money has changed, because that's what I see Bitcoin is doing. That's what I see cryptocurrency is doing. It, it is a disruptive technology that is going to change the value of the U.S. dollar eventually. Uh, I mean, unless government steps in and says, "No, you can't do that," and we're going to put all these laws in place. Which even then, that's just only going to delay it. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I mean, I don't. It's either it's either that or or governments seamlessly integrate cryptocurrency in a way that doesn't sort of that doesn't clash. So I think with... they'll do that instead. I don't think they're going to. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I mean, that's and that's the hard thing about cryptocurrency. I think blockchain technology that is going to create a central, a, like a, a Federal Reserve coin, 
And, and it's just but do you, do you think they can do something open source? It. It, no, it won't be open source. It'll be like Ripple. Be, okay, well, Ripple, I mean, XRP is open source. I guess Ripple is not, but... Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> but, um, so, so, uh, so government... So like, so, like, you know, my grandfather didn't want to use credit cards at the beginning when they first came out. Because it's just like, what do you mean? Yep. Money's not on here. Yeah. I mean, that's, this is usually how you explain cryptocurrency to somebody yeah. who doesn't understand it. You say like, Hey, yeah, mom, remember when you started using credit cards and it felt weird? Well, this is the new yeah. payment system. Yeah. So I think people, I think everyone's going to switch over to, um, a cryptocurrency style coin or token. And, you know, so I you don't easily, think that people are going to wake up to transparency because I, 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 there's, I mean, I do I believe that transparency is going to, I don't, that's, I mean, why, that's why I think 99% of the, of the world will not wake up no matter what. I think just, I, I think there's a very small percentage of people in this in this planet who who pay attention to that kind of stuff. The rest just don't care as long as it doesn't directly affect their life and they're able to do what they want to do. Some people want to dig deeper and it's a, it's a and it took me a long time to realize that I'm a minority in that sense that I want to dig deeper. Most people think I'm crazy. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with not wanting to dig deeper. There's nothing wrong with wanting to dig deeper. But the people who want to dig deeper is a tiny, tiny percentage of the, of the world's population. And so when I found, like when I found you, I was like, oh, here's a guy who actually wants to dig deeper and talk about stuff on a deeper level. Like I can actually have a conversation with this guy. It's not just like when Lambo, when Moon, you know. And it's like so that's. Yeah. You know, most people don't care. And I, and I had to, it took me a long time to just accept that and be like, there's nothing wrong with not caring. At first I took, I took it like as a personal affront. Like, how can you not care? It's affecting me just as much as it's affecting you. Like you're poor and I'm poor and you not caring is keeping me poor. You not voting is keeping me poor. You not doing these things is allowing other people to get voted into office and do these things to me. Like, how can you not, like, I, I was very, very angry about that. And then I just realized, like, I can be angry about it all the time and expect them to change or just realize they're never going to change. And just, I need to be that change. I need, yeah. I need to take those steps. And that's, that's, that's the goal now. It's just like, if I can, and that's like, you know, that, that thing we want to work on. Like, if I can do that and if I can help small businesses along the way, and not really like have it be about that, but just like try to make the lives easier of people struggling just to get beyond that that plateau point that they keep getting stuck on over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. like if I can do something to kind of help that, then great, cool. I, you know, I, I want to make some money at the same time, but like I do want to have some altruistic goals in the, in the process. I don't want to be yeah. CZ and just make like. I think it'll people. be it'll be really interesting to see what happens. I I I mean, I I I can see it happening in different ways, and I feel like every single day I read the news, it's going to be something different. I mean, governments trying to seamlessly integrate cryptocurrencies. Yeah, I mean, I guess the petrodollar is a step in that direction. Um, uh, I mean, we have. 
And then uh, there's at the same time, I just don't think the United States for one is going to be able to get its ass together and, and pull it off in time before um, Bitcoin becomes really disruptive um, in, in a way that we haven't seen yet. And I think that once that starts to happen, it could start to get out of hand in I mean, that's the thing is like, it's starting to get out of hand now. And I think governments don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, they don't seem to be scared of it. At least they say they're not, that it's not, it's not, it's not a threat to the global economy, according to the G20, but uh, it is something that they are taking somewhat seriously. I mean, they have to, at this point, yeah. I mean, they have to, if it's, if it's, re if it's, you know, flirting with a trillion dollar market cap. And, you know, we don't really know what that number symbolizes, but, um, yeah. or we don't know if that number is realistic, but, um, but e even if, I mean, even if it's that much, I mean, that means it's worth as much as a pretty large business. Yeah. And, and that's a, a business that would be worth a lot if it were part of the U S stock exchange or the New York stock exchange. I think uh, that's part why of I think it's seriously is because it's, it's, you know, what's apple's market cap it actually I don't know it actually produces stuff it actually has income it actually has you know dividends well, you for could, i mean like, you could also you could you could say that but you could also say well you could say that because cryptocurrency has a smaller market cap or if it's less than one percent of the net worth of of all world currencies then you could say well yeah, there's a lot of room for it to grow then. And if that's the case, it could be worth a whole lot more in the future. And we could have a lot more of this mania. Um, oh, no, I'm saying from the sense of, of, you know, okay, let's say we had a trillion dollar market cap. Mm -hmm. Still nothing's actually being produced yet or nothing's really running on blockchain. Right? So it's not like, it's not like you have Apple where you're paying people, give all these jobs, they're self-sufficient. It, like right now, most of these things are running on influxes of money. People just coming in, taking their hard-earned money, throwing it at some tokens, and then hoping it's going to go up. Like they're not, they're not. It's not transactional yet in the sense of like you're not getting something for what you know. Like Apple's doing something. When I own their stock, they're actually buying stuff, selling stuff, paying people. Like wow. there's stuff going on in ecosystem. And so until that actually happens, that's really the reason why I don't think the government's really scared yet. It's like right now it could all just come tumbling down and the government doesn't, need, doesn't even really need to worry about it. I just think that's crazy because, I mean, if if that's the case and you were a world government, um, wouldn't you think now is the time to squash this cockroach that could get out of hand if it if it grows to, you know, five, ten trillion dollars worth of, you know. No, because what if it's the next Internet? Like America is the powerhouse, a sustained powerhouse, because it allowed innovation to happen. First, it was the space race and technology. First, it was cars, and then the space race, and then computers, and then internet, I, and then. So I think this is that, the, like, but like they just allow it to happen and allow it to kind of create itself, and then once it kind of gets stable and settled, then they start to regulate. And, and that's mm. the reason why I have faith in our country sometimes is because we're a very reactionary government. Rarely mm. do we look at something and say, we need to make that illegal before they even know what it is. I don't know. There's a lot of things that, that are, have been made illegal, and I don't know why they're illegal.
I mean, that's usually social issues because of religion. So it's that's a whole other can of worms. Oh, religion, yeah. So there's other know. things. But it's like I mean, there's some things, but I don't really know why they're illegal in this country at all. You know? Oh yeah. Like, like I think I we mean, need to go through and just and just you know. Start some pharmaceutical drugs are 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 totally fine and legal, and you can give them to your kids and yeah, and and yeah. marijuana. They'll get thrown in prison for if you're. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I mean. Like, rich white person. Money. And that, and that, but see, that's not random. That's after years and years of pharmaceuticals getting to a certain point and realizing we've hit a plateau and seeing people use marijuana as a direct competitor. They pay the government to say, make that illegal so I don't have a competitor anymore. But then yeah, what happens is they get to a tipping point where they can only grow so much further without having an opioid epi epi epidemic. It's like yeah, I think Richard Nixon also just he didn't want hippies voting for him, or he knew that hippies wouldn't vote for him. So you know, yeah, so clamp like, down but, on you know, those there's laws. Always, there's always kind of like things like that, but I just mean like in the, in the form of. Uh, It doesn't seem like the smartest people are usually running the government anymore. Yeah, I'll, there's everybody who's into Bitcoin is really smart, though. <laughs> uh, that that's that, we should probably end it here because I think we've had a pretty good we've had a pretty good show. Yeah. Um, uh, finishing words. Um, uh, yeah, maybe next next episode we can actually talk about some some of these uh, people in in cryptocurrency and some of the culture behind it because I think it's it's fascinating and if for anybody who is is not following cryptocurrency as close as you and I are, they might actually get a kick out of some of the things that we get to see. Um, yeah, stuff that they're too too busy to do because they're enjoying their lives. You know, well, so we talked a lot about. <laughs> maybe government. we can tell them about our nerdy hobby. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think it's you know we talked a lot about government today, and I think it'd be good to talk about. Um, government in crypto because like each of these companies or each of these things is a working government in essence like they're they're democracies yeah. in action like ethereum bitcoin these are actual these are actual governments yeah i mean i don't know how much of a government ethereum is. i think the ethereum foundation might be a kind of a governing body but ethereum is a open source decentralized uh communication protocol and that's that's what it is yeah, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's a voting thing. Like you have voting blocks. You have this. Mm -hmm. You have that. Like these are these are working communities and, working. You know, and that's you that's have consensus, and that's that's that maybe we maybe that is a form of government, and that's something that is really uh, I think a hard concept for a lot of people to grasp. And we probably should talk more about that because that is a really that is a really deep issue. Is like kind of what can, what. You know your your preconceived idea of what a government is. Yeah, we can stretch that, um, yeah. and, and I think that cryptocurrency will stretch that for a lot of people. The people who 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 get into it will start to understand that um, this this idea that a government doesn't have to be, you know, a bunch of old white dudes in a yeah. in a building wearing suits making laws. It can actually be bunch of people voting in ways that you've never voted exactly. you've always voted you've always voted on a binary outcome you know like that's mainly what we vote for is either yes or no or yeah. this guy or this guy and um when we have a different system in place that's like no this is how 
this is how voting it works in the future. I think that's 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 a good topic because um, essentially government really is just how people um, how how people vote, how people yeah. make decisions together. Yeah. That's what a government is. Or their community. So we, we 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 how yeah how you make decisions for your community. Yeah. Um, okay, so libertarian's bad. All right. I still have some libertarian friends. I like them a lot. In fact, yeah. there are times when I'm hanging out with them and I go, actually, you guys have some pretty damn good ideas. Okay. And then... I, I was joking. <laughs> Don't keep going on it because you're going to think I'm serious. <laughs> no, actual libertarians are really good people. No, I'm kidding. Libertarians are bad. We're both poor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're both artists. And, um, and trying to what make else? Of crypto. <laughs> yes. And, and governments. Don't know what's coming. We're both trying to trying to be rich, get rich off of crypto that we don't believe in. <laughs> and we both we both hate banks. I, I do not have a uh, I do not use a bank. Um, I use a use a credit union, yeah, but uh, credit union, yeah. like I really I don't have any money in the bank. It's, <laughs> it's all, in all crypto. My money, all of my money is in crypto, really. <laughs> It's 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 a crazy way to live, and that's a, this is another thing that we should talk about. It's just trying to live like live on, on crypto. Live and crypto. I'll write that like, down. Realizing that no one actually accepts it yet. And yeah. That's all you have. <laughs> okay, uh, let's end it there. That's good. All right. So until next week, yes. I guess we're signing off for here. This is JJ and Michael talking with Michael. Sweet. And we're just two geeks talking about about cryptocurrency. Yes. All right. I'm going to stop the broadcast. I'll see you guys later.